Welcome to episode 43 of No Shot Clock, the Chicago High School Basketball Podcast. Michael O'Brien from the Chicago Sun-Times here with Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Hoops Report. Big, big episode. We got part one of the 2016-2017 season preview. It's going to be an awful lot of talk about an awful lot of teams. We are going to start out with the teams who didn't make it. I guess our sleepers, the guys who aren't in my rankings or Joe's rankings. Then we're going to hit the teams that Joe ranked and I did not. And then we're going to hit the Suntime Super 25, and we're going to break down 25 through 11. We're going to save the top 10 for next week's podcast, which is, you know, right before the season starts or on the day of the season starts. So I think first off, we should mention that uh, Joe and I, you know, we don't, we kind of go through our own processes (laughs) for these rankings. And then we, when when they're done or, or pretty close to finalized, we like to see what each other are thinking. And I think it's safe to say that this year out of all the years we had the most in common yeah i don't recall ever having so many of the same teams in the top 25 i know our orders are a little bit different but it is interesting i don't know if that's good bad and different but i don't ever recall this many commonalities of of top 25 teams especially particularly this year because i think we both one thing we agreed on that there were so many teams that were right on the bubble or worthy of being in that top 25 and and we had to kind of narrow it down. But, yeah, it's it's a little bit odd that there's this many that are, are that similar. Yeah, in a lot of ways, to me, it feels like sort of a normal high school basketball year where there are a lot of teams with one or two really good players, and you aren't really sure how the supporting casts are going to shake out and that kind of thing. So it was kind of a process when you got down lower about ranking them. I feel like in the last couple of years there were a lot of super teams, and then I was really stretching for the last five or six. Um, yeah. And I think this year, if you look both yours and mine, when, when they do come out that, and even the ones that we're going to be talking about here that didn't make the rankings, it's probably not a whole lot of difference between number 17 and what would be number 30 or 35. And you can see that a lot about a lot of years. Uh, but particularly this year, I think that's, that's definitely the case. All right. So let's start out. We each, kind of randomly went with this number, but six, we each have six schools that, um, that weren't in either one of our rankings. So let's, um, I guess we'll each do one at a time. So you can start it off, Joe. Yeah. I mean, I got, uh, one team up in the Northwest suburbs to keep an eye on its prospect. I know Conant is going to get a lot of hype and a lot of pub as they should. Uh, they're the favorite in the mid suburban league West, but mid suburban, mid suburban league East, I think prospect has a chance. They've got, uh, some guys that can really score it too. Frankie Mack is a senior guard. He returns. Uh, Matt Zuba, a six-six kid who's going to on pace to become the all-time rebounder in prospect history. And David Swadura is a sophomore point guard who I like a lot. Puts a lot of pressure on on, uh, on defenses. So I, I think prospects one to watch. They won 15 games last year. I think they'll win 20 plus this year. Yeah, it should be. It's nice to have some teams out in that area. You know, Fremd was a team I considered for a sleeper too. You know, they've really put together a nice program there. So it's nice to see that area have a little bit more uh, going on <laughs> this year. Uh, my first one, a city squad, a very young team that made a really nice run in the playoffs last year. Providence Saint Mel. They were just nine and twenty. They played a lot of freshmen. You know, had a lot of young kids. They have Eddie Burnett coming back. He's a shooting guard. He's a senior. Then two sophomores to really watch. Um, Teon Neal, who's going to be one of the 
guys we hear talk about a lot over the next few years. He's a six nine guy. He's built like a tree trunk. And then Tim Irvin, the coach's son, he's tiny. He's literally the opposite of um, of Neil. He's short. He's a shooter. He's going to be a good player. Another senior with some size, Amari Dantzler. This team, you know, did well in that was the or regional or sectional. Um, they gave Aura a scare in that last game of the season, and I think they're really going to be one to watch this year in the Catholic League. And so few teams have that big man, and Teon Neal is a project still, but he's coming along, one of the top 10, top 12 prospects in that class, sophomore class. He's just huge, and he's and he's starting. you can't replicate that in high school basketball. Um, another one of my sleepers is Brother Rice. I think the, the guard combo of Mike Shepsky um, – is, is, I mean, Mike Shevsky averaged 15.7 points per game last year. Josh Niego averaged 14, 15 a game. Those guys can shoot it. Uh, they can stretch a defense. They put a lot of pressure on, on opposing defense with their shooting and scoring ability. You know, I, I think Brother Rice is going to be much improved with, the, with those two, two guards. Those two combined, uh, I mean, I, I, I think – I don't know. I, I think Shevsky hit 77 threes last year. So, I mean, this is a very good shooting team, and that kind of goes back to what – back to the Coach Richardson days when they could really shoot the basketball. Bobby Frazier has two guys that can really shoot. Yeah, I was around Brother Rice a lot this football season since they were highly ranked. I think I covered them way too many times, three or four, and there's a lot of optimism definitely about this team. I was surprised when I was looking – I guess I, they were 19-11 and 11 last year. That's about four wins better than I would have guessed – and I, I wasn't, I saw them, you know, just once against Marist. They didn't look to me like a definite team of the future, but it, it sounds like maybe it's headed that way. And, you know, just the second year for Bobby Frazier, I'm sure things will go a lot smoother um, after that, you know, first year head coach stuff. Um, my next team, let's see here, a team I, I really strongly considered ranking. And that's going to tell you how much I, because a little bit off the beaten path, but stag. They were 17 and 11 last year. Maybe I saw, you know, the best game of his life, but he had a really good season last year. I think senior Joss, Joss, sorry, John Content, he's a six-foot guard. I think he's a special player. I mean, he was he just really impressed me. I saw him at Joliet Central. He was practically unstoppable. Um, he doesn't have the size of a John Conchar. He doesn't play inside and out, but he can shoot. He can score in a couple different ways. Um, they've got a very interesting sophomore with Martinez Messinas. He's 6'5". Um, Josh Stram is back from that team. I think they might have lost a guy along the way in a transfer and another one of the seniors. But I think that's a team. They can shoot it. They've been decent in the last couple of years, and I think they could make some noise. Yeah, content solid. He, I mean, Josh Strama and John Content combined for 27 a game last year. Yeah, they go. They're bigger. They're six five, six five, six seven. Uh, they got some size, and like Martin Messinas has got some big up, a big upside. Uh, that's a good one right there. Uh, another one for me is um, is U High. I, I think U High in Chicago, and particularly they're a two A team. So this is going to be a serious player in Class Two A when March comes around. Jamil allows a fifteen point per game guy from a year ago. He's one of the top 20 prospects in the senior class, and he's committed to Yale. Uh, Oliver Masiak, uh, Masiak, 16 points per game. And then a little loss of Mohamed Alessa, 6'3", strong sophomore. I, this is going to be a fun team to watch, particularly when we when later in the season, when they become a viable option or a, a viable weapon to get to Peoria in Class 2A. Looks like their schedule has been upgraded. Um, they keep popping up on a lot of the ranked teams that I'm seeing. So I think, yeah, we'll definitely be hearing a lot about U High this year. 
Uh, my next one, basically the only pick I have here from the over the summer, which you know I didn't. It's not like I went to a ton of summer stuff. I was at RB, and kind of the only guy who really caught my eye at RB that I didn't already know was sophomore Samaj Henderson from Downers North. You could he was one of those guys where maybe you know two possessions you could see that he had something. He's got the confidence. And th- there's a lot around him. You know, the, the more you watch, there's a lot of size, a lot of six four, six five guys. They've got a senior, um, Brian Jacobsey, I think is how you pronounce it. I didn't see them play last year, so I'm far from a Downers North expert. But from what I saw at RB and from what I know about this class that are now seniors, what the record has been on other levels the last few years, I think Downers North, which just 14 and 14 last year, will be one to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think they can challenge in that in that West Suburban, <clears throat> West Suburban Silver uh, you know, I, they've got length. And then what you just said, Samash Henderson to add to that, he, he's just a guard, but they got a bunch of six, four, six, five guys. Uh, they're going to be one to watch in that, in that league. Uh, another one, uh, for me is DePaul college prep. Perry Cohen is a, is a star in the making six, four, six, five wing. He has a lot of versatility and coach time client Kleinschmidt going to be able to use him in a lot of different ways. Uh, Pavel Pantovich is a six, six sophomore. He's he's gonna he's been progressing very nicely. They're, now this is a very young team. I mean, Lance Mosley uh, is a freshman guard, is the one to keep an eye on, a super talent, and they've got some veterans too uh, that kind of kind of fill some gaps, play some great roles for them. And I I just think you know they made a little run last year. I well, they can lose in the sectional semis or sectional final in two A. I can't remember when they got beat, but they made it to the sectional. I think that's a building point for them. And when it comes again, and you know, when March rolls around, they're going to be a weapon in two A again. What is that? Our third or fourth two A team in the? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of noticed that with DePaul, UHI, Province Saint Mel. Um, we serve we serve us all. Wow, man. yeah. Let's, let's get a one A in there. <laughs> um, my next one is it's a big school, and it's a in a little bit of ways for me. This is a program pick because I think they've been underranked consistently over the last few years. That's Geneva. They were 22-7 and seven last year. They went out quite a bit earlier than I expected them to in the playoffs. Um, we know what they did two years ago. I really, you know, this guy, I really like Matt Johnston. He, he's a guard. He was running the show for them last year as a junior. He's just one of those kids that's tough, and he puts your team in a position to win. I think when you got a guy like him, Dom Navigato, another Navigato is back. He's 6'5". They've got a good sophomore class there, and I think at this point Geneva's just kind of earned some respect as a team that's just always really, really good during the season. The Upstate Eight River is wide open among a bunch of different teams now, especially now with Christian Negron is is out for Larkin, so that league's wide open. Geneva's going to be a threat. Be interesting to see. They got a good looking freshman, another Santos coming. We'll see if he's up on varsity or not. I am not sure, but yeah, it's a it's a good pick because of what they've been able to do, accomplish the last couple of years. Uh, staying out in you know the suburbs, Romeoville. This is a good looking young team, Mike and. You know, some of their younger players have gotten a lot of recognition this offseason. DeAndre Heckard is, is, is one of them. He's a junior guard, athletic, can kind of play both guards. Very versatile. A bunch of guards that can they can play with the play with the ball, off the ball. Um, I, I think Romeoville, I mean, you know, in that league, the, the, the now that the Southwest Prairie has added Juliet West and Juliet Central, Juliet West is the clear favorite. But I think probably the second best team, definitely the second most talented team in that league is going to be Romeoville. 
Uh, sophomore Mike Salter is another one to watch. London Stamps. Don J- Johnson's a 6'6 kid. So Romeoville is, is clearly a team that's probably a year away, but they're going to be awfully dangerous this year as well. Yeah, that they were a really tough one for me. There were two teams that were tough for me to keep out of the rankings. Romeoville was one of them. Uh, it, like you said, just too young. You know, they were 10 and 17 last year. They're still kind of finding their way as a program. It, it's it was tough for me because I, I I agree. I mean, I think they're more, definitely more talented than some of the teams I have in the rankings. Um, one question for you: I've been hearing about a Romeoville freshman, Destin Whitaker. Have you seen him? Have not seen him. Um, but yeah, he's considered to be one of the top guys out in, in that class. You know, I'm not even uh, sure he's at Romeoville, so I shouldn't say that. I know he's from Romeoville. Yeah, I'm not sure where he landed, yeah. or where he ended up. Okay. Um, I almost feel that, like that was my pick. <laughs> I was okay. <laughs> I gotta go to uh, my next one. Here is the one I was not so sure about. Um, it's it's Notre Dame. It's not that I'm not sure about them. You know, they've been really good the last couple years. And they've lost some stuff, but I thought Matt Stritzel was a fantastic guard last year. They have uh, Chris Heinrichen back, who's a big guy who does a lot of inter- interesting things. He's six seven, and then there's kind of the forgotten guy now, Jamero Wilson, who got a lot of publicity after his spring and summer last year. From me, and yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, it wasn't. No, I pumped just, him up good. It wasn't you know, just you. Uh, I heard it from a, a few people, but yeah, you did. But he he was hurt some of the year. You know, things didn't go well early in the year. But I think that's a team with a lot of potential that aren't going to be really a hip pick this year. Yeah, when he's locked in, I mean, he he's a multifaceted kid who can do a lot of things, a big-time defender with his length and athleticism. But, you know, they got Stritzel and, like you said, Heineken, and they got two big guys, 6'9", Sean Johnson, and a junior, 6'8", uh, I don't Dusan Mahorshik. I'm not really sure how to pronounce his name, but – some size if those two guys can come along nicely and progress Notre Dame's going to be a you know uh, they're going to be a contender in that East Suburban Catholic and then my last sleeper is you know I can hardly even consider them a sleeper because uh they're a known commodity but you know Bloom uh, I think Bloom is loaded to be honest with you I, I think they have a team uh that is senior dominated I know they lost a, a, a their leading scorer, but Jalen Lee is a 6'3 senior. He can shoot it and score it. They have a host of seniors. Uh, Javante Slater, Brandon Lashley, Tramiel McCray, Kenneth Williams. They have a junior and Donald Beasley who can score. A lot of names that people aren't aware of, but this is a deep, balanced group. And then they've got Austin Ritchie who transferred from Marion Catholic. And then a freshman group that people are raving about. I've seen a couple of them. Uh, there are names to watch, too. How they fit in at the varsity level, we'll see. Donovan Newby, Keyshawn Williams, and Dante Maddox Jr. are three freshmen to keep an eye on and, and to see what they can add uh, to Coach Maddox's team at Balloon. But they're, they're just on the outside of my top 25 looking in, but they're going to be one of the better teams in the South Suburbs. Yeah, it was exciting last year. To see, you know, obviously Ron Ashlaw is a good coach. We've seen what he's done at Waukegan. He got more out of Jeremy Richmond than anyone else alive. But something just wasn't right there with his fit at Bloom. And there was some excitement last year. It felt like Bloom was kind of coming back into its own under Dante Maddox. So that's exciting to see. Um, we've moaned a lot about the first couple of years of the podcast. I especially have moaned a lot about the uh, South Suburbs. And this is, a, I think, going to be a big comeback year. And, and Bloom would be a big part of that. Um 
wow, it'd be nice if I could move into a South Suburban team. <laughs> I should have saved Stag or something. Um, but my last one, um, St. Patrick. They were 16 and 15 last year. I saw them I think, twice. They're a fun team to watch. They have some real talent. Um, a big guy who I think I wrote about when I went out there, he's going to be a senior. I, another name I have trouble pronouncing. It's Ayo Ajaye, I believe. Um, he was just coming back. He'd been out or something when I saw him. So he kind of caught me by surprise. And then it's two guys, more people know about Lawrence Merritt, kind of an undersized five, nine, five, ten point guard that can really play. He can get really hot and shoot it too. And then a guy who I've been reading a lot about over this spring and summer, um, Xavier Pinson, who, who's a junior. Yeah. Keep an eye on Xavier Pinson. He's a good looking junior guard. Uh, can get to the hole, shoot a little bit. He, he's a nice player who's really made a lot of positive strides since you know since the end of last season. So I think he's going to have a breakout year in the East Suburban Catholic. All right, so there are the sleepers. Now we our t- our rankings are so similar, and like we mentioned at the beginning here, we. We'll occasionally say, hey, what do you think of this team or what do you think of that team in a text or whatever it might be. But then at the end of the day, then we <laughs> say, okay, let's see what, who you got. And as we got breaking them down, we realized there are only three teams that are different. So we have 22 of 25 teams ranked at, at the exact same in the, that are in the top 25. And then I've got three and then you've got three, obviously, that are out. Uh, I'll give you my three that are in my top 25 that are, will not be found in your top 25. And that one of that is one of those teams is Lions Township. Connor Diego, uh, is the leader, obviously Holy Cross bound six, eight senior. He had a really nice productive junior year, but he has really improved, made a big jump. And I think he could be a dominating figure uh, where and I think they have a chance, Mike, to do. I don't know if anybody else will be able to do this. They have a chance to go from worst to first. They were last in the West Suburban Silver at two and ten, and nine and eighteen overall. I think they're the most improved team. Obviously, if nine and eighteen to be in my preseason top twenty-five, but they got a multiple guys who can score. I think LT is is going to be a, a, a dangerous team, and not a lot of people are talking about them right now. They look good this summer. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, they were not. I mean, they're on my radar, obviously, because of Niego, but they weren't a squad. Yeah, that I had very close to my Super Twenty Five. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. Then I got Jacobs. Uh, everybody knows I'm a big Cameron Crutwig fan. The six nine post. You can go through him. You can do so many things with this kid because of his versatility, his passing, his on the block presence. You know, they've got some shooters to surround him. Ryan Phillips, he hits 49 threes last year. They got two guys that average close to double figures. Uh, they got a kid back who has missed most of the season last year. Uh, Mason Materna, a 6'4 senior. Uh, Cameron Mack is up from the sophomore team that won a conference title. You know, they've, they've tried to upgrade their schedule a little bit. Their biggest concern, Mike, is going to be point guard play. There's no question they're going to have to, when they play the upper echelon teams, handle pressure. Uh, they've upgraded their schedule a little bit. They're playing in the war on the shore uh, late in the midseason. They're playing in a shootout that I'm running at Glenbard East where they get a big test against Hillcrest. So I got Jacobs towards the bottom end of that top 25. And then uh, my third team, oh, Waukegan. Welcome back, Waukegan. 
you know, this team is making some moves in a lot of different ways. They're changing leagues. After four decades in the central suburban, they are now in the north suburban where they're going to try to knock off Stevenson off that top spot. They have some great young talent. They're probably a year, year or two away from being a dominant type team you could probably put in your top ten. But they are going to be fun to watch. Bryant Brown and Jaden Brown are two sophomores I really am high on. And then Carson Newsom, a 6'4 senior, 6'5 senior, who's going to UW-Milwaukee. He's a four-year starter. So Ron Ashlaw has a group that he's going to do a lot of things with as far as pressure defense, getting out transition. I love Waukegan's uh, upside. You know, I don't know how good they're going to be out of the out of the gate, but I think by the time January, February rolls around, Waukegan, I think, will be in everybody's top twenty-five. Yeah, they were the one. The other, besides for Romeoville, they were they were actually my last cut. Waukegan, they're ahead of Romeoville because of Newsom, because they do have that senior, and I think he might have a big year. I was very impressed with him last year. But, yeah, the sporting cast is really young. It'll be interesting to see how that comes along. But that's going to be a, a very, very fun team to watch. Uh, your Jacobs pick, yeah, that's one. It's all about guards, and I'm not sure they've got it to uh, stick in the Super 25. Definitely a, a Crutwig believer as well. But, yeah, they'll be a fun team to watch, especially probably won't get to see them until the Jacobs Holiday Tournament. Um, and, and well, I think what they, they did at the end of the season when they went and won that, re- I think they beat DeCal and Larkin. Uh, I believe in the regional section. Those are two solid teams. I, you know, I, I think that was something to build on. And you know, I the problem is the guards as well as the schedule. And there's part of the schedule they can't do anything about with the Fox Valley Conference. I know we're, we got well, you, you slipped Gray's Lake in there last year for a week, didn't you? Oh, Gray's Lake sure. North. And you know what? That <laughs> that guard they had is back. So yeah, no, yeah, they're good. They're, <laughs> they yeah, might be all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, all and right. then you have then you have three that are not in mind, which I guess will yeah we'll hit now. We should get we should, too bad we have no production or we could have a drum roll or something <laughs> or, or a uh, some kind of music. But um, let's do let's unveil for the first time anywhere the uh, Suntime Super Twenty Five for the preseason for 2016-2017. In at number twenty five, back in the Red West, it's Or. They were twenty and four last year. They've got one of my Favorite players to watch in the whole state. He can be absolutely electric. Raekwon Drake, six um, five. Didn't hear a whole lot about about him over the summer, which isn't uncommon. A lot of times with some public league stars. Uh, Brian Hernandez, a guard, is back. He's a flashy point guard. Lots gonna be on his shoulders. He's gonna have to really kind of shoulder the load. Other than that, there's a lot of unknowns. Some other names. I think Tyron Mosley's back. Um, a couple other guys. But they're basically they have this ranking because of just how dynamic Raquan Drake is. Well, and Drake and he is going to have to continue to progress as a player as in terms of college prospect wise. But yeah, he's a six six freak athlete. And they have four starters back. You mentioned Mosley, Brian Hernandez. They also have Emmanuel O'Neill. Keep an eye on the development of junior point guard Devin Williams. That could be an underrated key for them. And I think they're gonna be hungry because they're out of that uh, white West and in back into the red West with the big boys. And, uh, that left a bad taste. I think too, falling one game short of Peoria last year. I think they lost to Hales in the super sectional. So this could be a hungry or team. Yeah. This, and this is one of the ones that Joe did not have ranked. Right. Um, in his super 25 and yeah, they're, they're 20, 
26 or 27, I believe, in my rank. I, I do, which will, which will be coming out, uh, I, for some reason, do a top 60. So that'll, that'll be coming out later this week. Eagerly awaited. Um, number 24, Stevenson. They were 24-7 and seven last year. They've got Justin Smith. Um, y'all know about him if you're listening to this podcast. Um, signed with Indiana. One of the most dynamic athletes in the area. You know, he's an excellent player. They've also got Willie Harrington back, who of the Harringtons seem to be, uh, well, of the two they had last year, I believe there's a younger brother as well, um, did, did some nice things. After that, there are some question marks. That's why this is probably one of the teams Joe doesn't have ranked. But because they've got Justin Smith, much like how Orr had Drake, they're in there at number 24. No, Stevenson is one I have ranked. I do. It, at oh, the they do. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I think Justin Smith plays like he did – in the second half of the season, and then showed what he did beyond that in the spring and summer, where he just kept climbing as a player, more assertiveness and consistency. If he's that guy, then you're talking top 15 team. They've also got some role guys that are back that are going to be bigger roles this year. Eric Zalewski, uh, a senior, and Aiden O'Connell, a senior. So you're talking about four seniors right there uh, that are going to be starting. And, and Pat Ambrose, you talk about a track record. I mean, this guy's averaged in his career at 19, 20 wins a season. They've been there, done that as far as winning a state championship and getting to Peoria. So, you know, Stevenson is going to be very good, obviously. It's just a matter of how good they can be. And that, I think, is going to a lot depend on the play of Justin Smith. It sounds silly because he's the best player and a superstar. But if he's a guy that's going to put his team on his, on his back and carry it, they're going to be awfully tough to beat. When, when, when you got that star in March. Yeah, no doubt. And it's high school basketball in a lot of ways is a simple game. How many, what do you think? Eight out of 10 times the team with the better player wins. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it helps oftentimes, as you know, when it's the guard, but yeah. you know, Justin is a six, seven I- impossible player to match up with athletically. Uh, he has the body. He, he's just a, a dynamic talent. Number 23, Homewood Flossmore. Vikings were 22-6 and six last year. They were on track to be much higher uh, ranked. They lost Cameron Bowles, the transfer, um, big kid who had a very nice summer uh, to Kenwood. But they've got plenty back. You know, I, I talked a lot last year about their junior class, and those guys are back. You know, Nick Holmes, uh, Jeffrey Boyd, Nick Perry, Jared Tribble. They're, they're a, a guard-heavy team, which you have to like. And highly recommended. I don't know if a lot of you guys go out Thanksgiving week. I'm sure the junkies do. We don't see big crowds everywhere. But if you can get there early enough, do not miss on Wednesday night, Homewood Flossmore against uh, Marion Catholic. It's at Marion Catholic. It's become a tradition. It has easily, for me, become one of the must-see, best rivalry games of the entire season. And definitely the only one that happens in November. So definitely get there if you can. Yeah, I, I think Jeffrey Boyd's one of the most underrated players in the Chicago area. I, I think he is dynamite. He's a shooter. He can slash the basket. And keep an eye on this name, Mike Cortez King Parks, a 6'5, 6'6, you know, kind of a combo forward type, athletic, hits the glass, plays hard. He, he's a sleeper in the senior class that nobody knows at all. So he, he provides them a little bit of size and some toughness. So I think that, that you know, that group is going to be very good it just doesn't have that you know that marquee name yeah but I, I i like i said i think boyd is really underrated number 22 downers grove south 
They're a team Joe and I talked a lot about in the podcast last year. We were both extremely high on them headed into the season. Then we were extremely high on them after we saw them the first time. Yeah, they had times. a great performance yeah. at the St. Charles East uh, Thanksgiving tournament where they looked just energized and diving on the floor. Yeah. And, I, and then it just kind of... It trickled bad. Yeah, they were 22-10. and 10. They didn't have a bad yeah. year, but they didn't live quite quite live up to it. TJ Clifford, he's a player you, you love to watch play. 6'6". Six, six, he's going to Western Michigan. He can do it all. He's very tough down low with the basketball. Almost like a... I guess what is the um geez, I forget these guys already shot uh, the Lake Forest um Evan Boudreaux. He's almost like a not a poor man's Evan Boudreaux, but like, well, he's 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 chiseled now. I mean yeah. he's he looks like a defensive end and and he is rugged and physical, like you said. He plays hard with a big time motor and uh and but you yeah, got, you're right. You got the shooter. Um, you know, Dennis Albagovich, he's streaky, he's confident. When he turns it on, he can be really deadly uh, on the high school court. And then they've got, you know, good other guards. Tyree Spencer, who transferred from Joe's like two years ago, um, is back. They definitely have enough to make a run. It seemed like near the end of the year to me, some chemistry issues came up. Things just didn't seem clicking quite right. If they've got things figured out, though, this is a team with the talent to be better than this 22 ranking. Yeah, I mean, they they are a team that that – you know, they won their league. Proviso East will be coming at them in that league this year. They're they're more than capable of being 20-plus wins again. It's just a matter of how much progress can they make, which we didn't quite see, you know, over the course of last year when you roll into March and how good are they going to be. I mean, uh, they've got a lot of seniors, too, with those. You know, you mentioned them as well as Dylan Kazmarek, a 6'3", senior wing. So they've got a bunch of experience. And, uh, you know, probably the favorite in that West Suburban, uh, West Suburban gold. Number 21, Marist. They were 21 and seven last year. We make a lot of cracks. Well, at least I make a lot of cracks about Marist's schedule. Um, so we can take that with a grain of salt. Hopefully they don't play egg science three times or something this year. I have not checked, but Maurice commander. He was a sophomore last year, point guard, really fun player to watch a player. On, I'm going to try to see as much as I can. He's a junior you got Morgan Taylor, the quarterback, who's um, a shooting guard. And they got size with 6'8", Justin Brown, a senior tough kid. This is a team that's going to be fun to watch. They're going to be a real force, I think, in the East Suburban if they can put it all together. And they're also – got it right this time. This is one of the ones you do not have. In your- yeah, the Maris was the one team. I mean, if I had to pick two teams that were yeah, – there's two or three that I really had a tough time keeping out of my rankings was Maris and Bloom. Uh, Bloom we talked about Maris. I really like Marist, and uh, I think Mike and I have debated Marist over the last year or two. Or, you know, I'll get on the Marist wagon, and and uh, Mike will will hit him with their schedule strength or whatever it might be. But I, I, I think you you mentioned Maurice Commander Morgan Taylor is one of the most underrated juniors. I mean, this guy is a stat sheet stuffing kid with he put up seven eight points a game last year three or four rebounds, three or four assists. But what they also have is a developing big man in Justin Brown, 6'8", senior, who just continues to get better and better and better. Uh, so they have a lot of key pieces and parts that they can, with this rock-solid junior class on the perimeter, David Daniels, another kid to keep an eye on. So Maris is definitely, I mean, worthy of being a ranked team. There's no question that just because they're not in my top 25, I think they're 26 or 27. So, uh, you know, I, you know, some 
some some people in that and believe that they can win that East Suburban Catholic, which will be one of the toughest conferences in the Chicago area. At number twenty, longtime listeners won't even believe this, but it's a mid suburban league team. It's been it's been a long time for the uh, MSL in the preseason. I meant to go back and take a look at the last time I had a, an MSL team in the preseason Super 25. It's Conant. Um, Jimmy Soto, senior point guard, had a just breakout year. And then they've got size. 6'8", Michael, uh, sorry, 6'8", Ryan Davis, a junior. 6'7", Michael Downing, a senior. We, we all know what Tom McCormick can do as a coach. We know how solid of a program Conan is. Even when the MSL is down, Conan can usually hang with the best teams in the area. But this should be knock on wood, and I understand Fremd went undefeated for a while, but this a couple of years ago, this should be the best MSL team in a, in a while. Hey, I agree, Mike. And it, it, obviously, you start with Tom McCormick because he is – underappreciated coach He's a veteran coach. He begins his 31st season and you can put him in the company of among the state's best. And you know, this is a team that won a sectional championship last year. So when you combine talent and experience and give that to a Tom McCormick, that's a pretty good recipe. And, and now this is one team in our rankings that I think we have a big difference where they're ranked in the top 25. I've got them much higher but Jimmy Sotos is not even close to the same player he was. And last year he was really good. I mean, 16 and five last year as a junior, he's nowhere near what he was a year ago. He has improved as much as any high profile name. And it showed over this off season, he went from zero scholarship offers to 20 in a matter of two months. Ryan Davis is a six, nine kid who can step out. He's got tremendous hands, Knocks down a three. Uh, you know, Ben Scholes is a 6'4 junior. Uh, so this is a, a good-looking team uh, that, you know, you're right. I mean, it's the best mid-suburban league team. I think it's better than that Frem team that that yeah. ran off whatever, 26, 27, whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like this Kona team. They're going to be up towards top 12 in my rankings. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, I didn't have that kind of guts <laughs> um, <laughs> number uh at number 19 proviso east last year was a like, up and down weird year for them they were 18 and 9 and they had a nice run in the playoffs but you know the whole donnie boyce wasn't there then he came back and that has puzzled me as well because the rotation changed not even the rotation the starters who played changed quite a bit when when donnie boyce came back so it's got me when Boyce didn't come back, his first game he coached was the regional over in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw and... saw them twice in the playoffs, and things were different from Proviso. So they've got some talent, but yeah, I, I I'm a little puzzled about this team. No, it's this is a I don't want to say crash or burn. I mean possibility, but you know I, I just think they've got a lot of that junk behind them. I mean the year before yeah. Downey was was let go in the middle of the season. He was. Always kind of the idea or thought, the possibility, the rumor, oh, is Donnie Boyce coming back, coming back? And he does come back at an odd time, which we've never seen before. But with Tyler Chisholm, Jamal Smith, uh, those are two seniors, 6'4", 6'5", kids that are athletic, long. Quinlan Bennett is an intriguing 6'3", junior. So, I mean, they, they've got some talent. They don't have, and this is a star program with big names over the years. They don't have that this year. Uh, even last year, Antonio Williams was a 
monster at, at times last year for Proviso East. They don't have that type of player, but they got three, four kids here that are all kind of the same, all a pretty balanced scoring, could lead them on scoring in different nights. But they are a, an unknown commodity coming into the season. There's no question. Yeah, it must. I'm guessing they will start out. It'll just be a lot easier <laughs> to deal with this season. Maybe we'll see some kids step up. We didn't know as much as about. It was just such a rough year last year. So they're 19, a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, I guess, headed their way. Speaking of the benefit of the doubt, I didn't plan that, but it works out well. At number 18, I give in. They deserve this very much. It's Bennett. They were 31-4. and four. They seem to almost win the state title every year now. So uh, <laughs> I think they deserve a, a preseason ranking based on that. And, you know, they've got guys everybody knows are coming back. I mean, if you watched high school basketball last year, you know the names. Jack Nolan, Liam Lyman for sure. Justin Enox is another guy that's back. And uh, according to the info I got, there's, a, there's another Omar on the way. Not quite as tall. He's 6'5", I think is a sophomore, but at this point, Gene Heidkamp and Bennett as a program, they deserve this. They have just been on an unbelievable run the past few years. Yeah, they're on the outside looking in on my top 25. Maybe it'll come back and kick me, but Jack Nolan, I just mentioned Jimmy Sotos being one of the most improved high-profile players. Jack Nolan at a little slightly lower level is another guy. He was solid for them last year as as that balanced starting five was for them to get them to Peoria and finish second in the state. He he's really gotten a lot better, Mike. He is he's a he's a he's a good player and he's gonna have a big time senior season. Keep an eye, I mean they got two starters back and a six man, but also the arrival of Colin Crothers. He's a promising, highly regarded six seven freshman. And he's gonna have to provide them some meaningful minutes for sure, and a presence around the basket, just finishing, rebounding, things like that. But he is a uh, pretty high-profile freshman coming in at Bennett. Nice. Um, number 17, Bogan. Uh, they were 20-8 and eight last year. We've known all about and talked an awful lot about Bogan the last couple of years. This team this year is – they're a lot like – well, they're different than Proviso East. It's – uh, there's a lot of guys here whose names you're going to sort of know. You won't really. They've transferred from a lot of different places. Um, but they've got talent. It's going to be very interesting to see how Arthur Goodwin puts this all together. I'm trying to figure out even the first guy to bring up. Um, well, my, we, what do you the, think? The, the, the roster changes every two yeah, weeks, I think. I mean, <laughs> I've, been hearing is, a, uh, I've been hearing a lot about the sophomore point guard, uh, Jeremiah Washington. I like him a lot. Yeah. He, he's a talented he, – he gets out in transition. He can shoot it, pull up game. He's a, he's a little dynamo. He is little, though. He's 5'9". Um, but they – I mean, they've got – and I haven't confirmed this. They had a big-time transfer from Las Vegas, who I heard yesterday that is no longer there. I haven't been able to confirm that or not. But, I mean, they've got Cortez Bailey from Morgan Park, Paris Smith from Simeon, Kamari Thornton from Simeon, Mikhail Burke from Dan, Michael Burke from Danville. Burke is a is a really good looking player, six three, long, active wing. Uh, so yeah, they got a whole bunch of new faces. It's hard to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, Kobe yeah, Mapp is another Simeon transfer that's been yeah. there a couple of years now. And there's um, Ag's brother, I believe, right? 
Yeah, from Hyde Park. Yeah, Rashawn. Yep. It's hilarious how many transfers. Yeah, it's a, this is a difficult team because of that to figure. But much like Bennett, much like Proviso East, if you notice the theme, the last three in this, you can't discount Bogan. I mean, we just mentioned, what, four or five or six names. Um, but, yeah, finding out who they are is going to be as <laughs> big of a challenge for them as it is for us, <laughs> I think. So we'll see. But Bogan is in at number 17. And that's really the last team on these rankings that I'm at all puzzled about the next, you know, from here on up, we're going to hit number 16. Now I'm pretty solid. Um, I get, I get more confident, I guess <laughs> is what I'm saying. Once we hit this point, which I think Joe mentioned earlier that around this point is, is when things come into focus. Number 16, Naperville North. They were 23 and five last year. They, they took me by surprise. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I knew they had some, they were going to be good. But they were better than I expected. When I went to see them, I really liked everything about it mitch lewis 66 senior he's he's a high school basketball player i mean he gets it done cam hardy had a just a terrific game um he's going to be a senior this year he's a guard winston elston another guard i thought played really well they've got a ton of experience back it's just a really fun high school basketball team to watch and i mean maybe i've got them a little high at 16 i don't know if other people have them that high but i think it's going to be a fun year for them it's about where I have them. Mike, they got a lot of things going for them and that they've got this experience back. I mean, they have three players who were all conference last year, including the MVP of the league, Mitch Lewis. Uh, he had 11-5 and five a game. 6'7", junior Chris Johnson is 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 really come on. And what I like about this team is they can go inside, they can go outside. Johnson is a presence on the post, scoring the basketball. Mitch Lewis, kind of a jack-of-all-trades, versatile kid. And then Tyler Carlson, he was a terrific shooter, 58 three-pointers last year. Uh, he's also back. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a group that I don't want to fast forward too far all the way to March, but this is a program that has not been able to get over the hump of that in that regional. And, and that's what, you know, I, I think they're going to repeat in the DuPage Valley, but they haven't won a regional championship since 2006. Uh, but they've, they've, they've got enough to do it and in that particular sectional to make a run. And it's just right now you wonder if if it's kind of hovering on, around them at the program. But, you know, they've upgraded their schedule. They've got a big one um, in the when sides collide shootout, the one we run of Glenbard East against Evanston. Uh, that'll be an intriguing game. At number 15, Marion Catholic. 23-6 and six last year. Um, a lot of names you know are back. You know, the backcourt, Chase Adams and Brandon Hurt. This is going to be their third year starting. Tieran Powell, a player I like, a 6'8 big man that I think has slowly improved, you know, throughout high school. Warren Allen is a tough um, senior who actually really, a guy I didn't know a whole lot about, didn't notice a ton last year, but I thought he played well at RB. But for Marion, they lost a ton. Um, Austin Ritchie, who Joe mentioned, is at Bloom. They lost TJ Smith, who left the state. Um, Stephen Ross to, yeah, North, to, Lawndale. to North Lawndale. So this could have been a top five team, and they look like they were gonna be with the the way they played Simeon in the playoffs. So it's got to be disappointing for them too. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see how they deal with that. And I guess the season comes down to how well Hurt and Adams play. Yeah, they got Hurt and Adams in the backcourt, and that's where it starts. They're interchangeable, which is a big plus for Mike Taylor. But there's a few names that people aren't familiar with. There's a junior named Victor Akinyemi. If I pronounce that right correctly, I believe Victor Akinyemi is a 6'3 junior. He missed all of last season with a broken foot. He is back. He's tough. He's strong. He's going to be a big addition uh, and kind of 
offset some of those names we mentioned earlier of being a loss. And he's got two sophomores, Malik Tidwell and a 6'6 kid named Chris White. Um, and then Sean Taylor's a shooter as well, the, the, the shooter. So, I mean, uh, I, I just think, you know, Marion Catholic, I don't know. I, I mean, they're the favorite. You put them as a favorite, obviously, over Bennett in the East Suburban Catholic because they're ranked higher, I would assume. But, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I – I think I get the feeling that people were so high on them before and now they're kind of backed off and now is the time for them to maybe even surprise a little bit. Yeah, I remember White, now that you mentioned him. He played last year as a freshman um, getting in. Uh, he was not on my list. Okay, number 14 is Fenwick. Last year they were 28-3. and three. Everybody knows what they did last year with Mike Smith. Jacob Keller is back. Um, they're still playing football, though, so. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a rough start. Yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's going to be a rough start for this team, though, just because of that. Definitely. Yeah, Jamal Nixon, who I know a lot of people um, from around, you know, where he's from and from his club area who tell me that they really think Jamal Nixon's going to have a big, big year. Um, some fringe guys back from last year, like Sam Daniels. Um, a lot of hype around a freshman, DJ Stewart, who's there, Stewart. So, you know, they got Rick Melnati as the coach. Jacob Keller is a a real star player. This is a team that should be able to make some noise. Can they do what they did last year? That's doubtful, but they'll be tough. Yeah. I, you know, the basketball, the football thing is going to mean Jacob Keller is the quarterback of the football team. Michael Laughlin is a six, five. He's a, he's a wide receiver. I think on the football team, he's going to be one of the players I think is going to really blossom this season. And then Nixon is just your, Lunch bucket, blue collar, go do whatever it takes to help my team win, kid. And uh, that goes a long way. And he, he's going to have to probably produce a little bit more this year, obviously because of the losses that they've suffered, particularly Mike Smith, the numbers-wise. But he's got to score a little bit, rebound a little bit more, and then do all of his intangible stuff that he already does. But um, it'll be a slow start for Fenwick, but I think they could be pretty good that second half of the season. Oh, yeah, you know, we need to mention – the sophomores that are now juniors, undefeated, then lose a game, and they beat Morgan Park and Simeon. So there's obviously something there um, added to these guys we know. So that'll be interesting to to see. Uh, number thirteen, uh, perennial powerhouse St. Joseph. They were twenty five and ten last year. Uh, just a ton back. Yeah, everybody knows about Marquise Walker, the stud sophomore, one of the the best players in the country in that class. Um, Jason Towers, a kid who I really like, who not a qualifier is going to go the Juco route. I think if he was a qualifier, he'd be much more well-known. We'd hear a lot about him. He's just fantastically athletic, just a really dynamic player. Um, everybody probably Jafari Brown, they remember him. Ahmad Muhammad is back. I've heard recently that they've picked up a couple transfers that might even be starting. Um, Cameron Leonard from Providence St. Mel, a six, seven soft and Emmanuel Cross from Proviso West. I mean, this team is just loaded. They just have numbers. So you give that to Gene Pingator, and it's going to be a nice year. Yeah, Towers is an underrated kid in that class for sure. He's a terrific defensive player. He's got some length, 6'2 guard. He showed well in that semifinal game last year down in Peoria. Marquise oh, yeah. Walker obviously is 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 one of the top point guards in the in the state. So, yeah, they've got some numbers. They, they, they've got – some younger players, though, that are going to have to make a jump, whether it be Jafari Brown, Jordan Boyd, Jalen Boyd, whoever it is, they do have some junior in that, in that junior group that's going to have to really 
take a step forward for them to push themselves into that top 10. Uh, but yeah, they, they've got more than enough to, to do that with. Um, and they lost, they did, they did have a loss. Um, what's it? Uh, Levante Thomas. Yeah. He's, to yeah. the North. Um, he's, yeah, that would have been a big piece for them. Uh, number 12. First, whoa, hold on. First CPS team, well, I guess, since Bogan. It's been a while. <laughs> number 12, it's Uplift. I think everybody knows about Marquise Jacobs. We've got a Kansas commit in the sophomore class already. Joe will talk a little bit about his spring and summer. Um, his brother, Demarius Jacobs, is a senior and a guy that every time I've seen them, they've played well. He gives them a little bit of size. Um, Dobbs, he's 6'4", junior Taraz Dobbs, I believe it is. Um, Love him. Yeah, going to be an interesting year for Uplift, and this is pretty high for a Red North team. Yeah, Dobbs is, I think, kind of the underrated glue guy in that team who's going to produce in a lot of different ways for them, in addition to the big names, the Jacobs brothers. But Marquise Jacobs is, you know, he, he is a, a special talent athletically. Uh, he had a big freshman season. And those numbers are just going to continue. to. He, he's got to grow as a player. And that's where I think it's going to be interesting in big games, Mike, when they do play some of those higher level, you know, publicly teams when they get to be in the public league playoffs. Because you look at their schedule, it's not as strong as all these other public league teams. So Proviso West is going to be a big test for them when they play there at Christmas time. And they play, I think they play North Lawndale during the regular season, so that'll be a good test for them. But yeah, I mean, Marquise Jacobs, Demarius Jacobs is a, quite a one-two punch. You know, those two capable of putting 40 on you, those two together. So uh, they are clear, clearly the best team in the Red North. And, you know, where they are in March will be interesting because they're they're not playing with those. You know, they get competitive throughout the year playing – some of these public league teams, but yeah. then drop down uh, into 2A as a, in March. So they're they're a state championship contender. At number eleven is Whitney Young. They were nineteen and nine last year. I think in a lot of ways they figured out who they were near the end of last year. Um, started playing a really fast paced style. However, my, my this is a team I think could wind up better than this number eleven ranking. It's just I don't know where their points come from. I, there's a lot of talent here, but there there isn't a guy I trust to really score consistently. That's why I've got him maybe a little lower than some people will, but I love Lucas Williamson's game. He's going to be a senior. He literally does whatever Coach Slaughter needs him to do. Um, Xavier Castaneda is the point guard. He had this To me, this is a prove-it year for him. He's uh, I know Joe's big on him. I've He's had some trouble in some of the Red West games that I've seen, so he's got to prove that he's growing up a little bit and can handle some of that pressure and then they got Javon Freeman the big free agent of the year from Seton there's a bunch of other names um Jake or Joel hit some guys he likes but to me young as a team sky is the limit with this kind of talent this kind of depth I just am not sure who's going to score consistently yeah you talk about numbers we've been talking about numbers a lot of these teams he's Tyrone Slaughter has numbers I mean he has got some bodies and you know I I'll agree with you with Castaneda. I mean, this is a big year for him. He, I, a lot of hype surrounding him. He's more than good enough. He's more than talented enough. Now he's got to go and do it. I mean, he's he had some special moments and then some ho hum moments. And uh, as a junior, you know, you can't be doing that anymore. So, you know, they've got 
I think Lucas Williamson's a player that not enough people talk about of all that he does for that team. Yeah. Big six four, six five wing. Uh, you know, Miles Baker's a sophomore who a lot of people are high on, including myself. I mean, he's one of the he, a, a kid who's not known that well, but is well known among college coaches. And same with Javon Freeman. I mean, Freeman. I know Mike, you love Freeman. Yeah. I, I mean. You say you don't know where points come from. I say, well, Freeman probably averaged 13 or 14 a game last year at Seton. Uh, Castaneda's, you know, 14, 15 point guy. Jake Kasikowski, a 6'5, six, 6'6 six, six, six kid, uh, can step out and hit threes. Justin Stovall, 6'7, six, 6'8 six, inside. So, I mean, they've got a lot of depth. Uh, Craig, uh, Craig he, um, uh, Beauty on the. Um, yeah, Craig, yeah, yeah, yeah. From who we so, I mean, a lot last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean he's he's going to have to figure this out. And he, I mean Slaughter, as far as minutes and roles, and uh, that'll sort itself out. And of course, they play that that killer schedule where they play. Uh, I think they'll play everybody in the top my top six except for one team. Uh, so I mean they, I've got them higher than this. Um, you know, I've got them probably I think in my top five. But, you know, they're, they're just a really talented team that, you know, but a couple of those, you know, like, things have to happen for them to be an elite team and starting with Xavier Castaneda being the guy. Top five, huh? I think, that, I, think I have him five, I think. That's probably our biggest. Um, Conant. I look at ours, I think Conant. I think that's all we're going to top 11 today, right? Yeah. I think Conant's our biggest difference. Young. And then obviously the ones we don't have ranked. You've got Bennett, what, 19, 20. What do you have, Bennett? Uh, 18. Yeah, I've got him about 29, 20, 28, 29, 30. Um, other than that, I think we're about – Marion Catholic I don't have quite as high as you. Um, hmm. But everybody else, you know, yeah, are that- – that young team, I mean, you look at what that starting five could be, and it is definitely loaded. I, I don't know why I don't have more confidence. You're talking, you're talking yourself up. I know. I just they they were <laughs> no, one of the I, ones I had trouble with. I saw them a lot last year, and they were young, Mike. I mean, they were really I know, young. Yeah, and um, you know, I just. But you're right. I mean, Castaneda's got to be the. I I love this kid, and I think the world of his potential and what he could be. I think he could be the catalyst. Uh, of a really good team, but you know, it, it, it's going to be up to him now to take that next step. And, and not only that stay injury free and, and be out there on an everyday basis. And that's going to be an important part for them because he's, he's a guy with the ball in his hands. And, uh, but I think you're going to be impressed with some of the young guys in the program. Oh, they have uh, a freshman I've heard about, right? Uh, Tyler beard. They've got a couple of freshmen, okay. uh, that are, that are talented. I don't think they're, We'll see. You know, I, I just think their numbers are gonna, uh, and they got a little combination of some size with Stovall and Kasikowski, and uh, you know, I, I I like this team. It's just if they comes together, they play hard, and they and they can they can show some toughness uh, because they do have some of those young guys are still figuring it out. Uh, you know, they'll push into that, you know, up closer to where I have them. And that Red West is just a meat grinder this year. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could argue the Red West is better than the Red South, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean, think if you is. look, yeah. uh, you know, Simeon Morgan Park and 
you know, Young and and uh, North Lawndale, your 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 power teams, and then you've got a similar number three team in uh, Bogan with some questions and Orr with some questions, and then you know the 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 depth of it. Farragut's not going to be too bad in the Red West. So yeah, those yeah, Red West probably is a little bit stronger. And those gyms are just tougher to go in. I mean, it's not taking anything away from, you know, a vocational or any of that stuff, but Marshall and Farragut might not be loaded, but I don't know anybody in the state. Who, Wait, who dropped out there? Who, who dropped out of the Red West? Um, it's not Marshall. No. Um, I am. I'm drawing a blank. I am too. It's, um, or came in. Yeah. Hold on. And... Who was the other team in there last year? Was it um? One second. I'm at a blank. Oh, I know. Um, Urban uh, Prep West. Yeah. It uh, went down and Orr came up. Um, so that's the difference. Oh, we're forgetting yeah. the other Red West team, Westinghouse. Westinghouse, yeah, yeah Corian Russian. Who anybody um, could have picked as a sleeper too. I think yeah. they, they Corian Russian, six six kid, six six senior, who's. He's going to have a big year too. So it's it, the Red West is going to be wild, no question. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be pretty good. All right, um, that's going to do it for uh, this episode. Next week, we oh one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, you guys might have seen it on Twitter recently, but we launched a newsletter for the Sun Times High School Sports website. Basically, it's just um, you sign up with your email and you'll get an email maybe once a day, maybe a couple times in a whole week, maybe not every day with you know, just our most recent stories in case you miss everything, in case you don't hit the website every day. So please sign up for that if you want. We won't send you any junk other than the uh, the links to what we write. Um, and also, if you wanted to send some questions for next week, maybe we could hit a couple of those after we go through the top 10 and some all-state stuff. You can email those to me. It's mobrien, M-O-B-R-I-E-N, at suntimes.com. I'll put a call out on Twitter a little bit before we record. But that'll do it for this episode, and we will see you next week. Thanks.